You're listening to the Greater Long Beach Podcast, where our focus is helping people to connect to God, change, and thrive in life. Anyway, it's great to be together. Um, My wife let me wear this today, so I'm excited about that. Amen. We are closing out our God With Us uh, sermon series uh, today. And um, I want to just review what we've talked about the past few weeks. Uh, And I do want to give credit to where credit's due. You know, a few months ago, I was like just praying, what can we talk about during Christmas time? And I found this series through uh, another church called Life.Church. And so they had all these, you know, uh, great ideas and thoughts. And so I took a lot of them and sort of made it, you know, we had people, different people share here the past few weeks, their stories and, and illustrate what we were talking about. Uh, but anyway, I do want to uh, share that just because, um, you know, I like, I'm curious and I'd like to steal other people's ideas. So there it is. Um, here's what we talked about here. We talked about that we may enjoy God on the mountaintop, but we get to know him intimately in the valley. We talked about how our deepest need becomes a gift when it drives us to depend on God. We talked last week about how we should never allow the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. That in the valley of life, in the wilderness of life, in the storms of life, God is with us. Today, the big idea and thought that I have for us as we take communion here is God could have shouted his love from heaven, but instead he showed us His love on earth. And this is what we celebrate this season. That God could have given us a big sign from heaven to get our attention, but instead he entered the chaos. Matthew 1 verse 18 says it like this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to, to marry to be married to Joseph, but before they became together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophets, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, let's say it together, God with us. The theological term for what God has done and what we celebrate in Christmas is a theological term called incarnation. Let me hear you say incarnation. 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 The concept that God, a spiritual being, has become flesh, that God himself coming to earth to live amongst his own creation and how this changed the world. The Apostle John says it this way, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. 
Verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. God, as he looks down at his creation, could have shouted his love or sent a na- sent natural signs of his wrath or other signs to get the attention of mankind. In fact, he did send different men, prophets in the Old Testament, to get the attention of his people, to tell people about his love. But it wasn't enough. God decides, instead of shouting from the heavens, to show us his love. By coming down to earth as Jesus and living his love in the world. Imagine God the Father in heaven calling a family meeting. If you're a parent, you've had a family meeting before. You know what I mean? Let's have a little family meeting. And so God the Father calls God the Son and God the Holy Spirit together. And they're together in the heavens. And God the Father looks at Jesus and says, listen, you know, we created this world and yet gave mankind this free will to choose to live, to choose to live the way they want to live, to choose to obey or disobey us, and they've decided to disobey us. Jesus, I've sent a ton of guys down there to get their attention, and they just won't listen. So, son, I have a mission for you should you choose to accept You are to go down there. We will enter the chaos of the world. And you're going to enter this chaos that is happening on earth. But before you accept this mission, let me explain and let me help you understand the cost. You're not going to show up at random. I'm actually selecting a woman who will birth you. She's a pure woman, a virgin. She trusts me. You're going to love her, and she's going to cherish you. Her husband, Joseph, your stepdad, even though you aren't his blood, is going to faithfully raise you. He won't get as much notoriety as your mom. He might make it into a nativity scene here or there. But he's going to love you. Just to make it clear, son... You are leaving the glory of what we have here in heaven. The peace, the love, the joy, the worship of what we have. And you're going into a world where there is pain and sadness and fear. But son, I'm going to be with you all the way. Before your mom births you, you will spend nine months in her womb. And Jesus kind of puts puts pause on the conversation and says, wait a second. Why? Why can't a stork bring me down? Or why can't I just kind of, one of the angels like on their cloud motorcycle just kind of drop me in or something like that? And the father tells him, son, it's because you have to be born of woman. You must be born of woman because even though you're all God, you will be all man as well. Both man and all God. And many, in fact, son, many will expect for you to be born in a palace. But you're actually going to be born in a barn, in a stable, next to a bunch of stank animals. It's going to be super uncomfortable for your mom, and she may not like me for it, but 
The point is that everyone will know that I came, that we came, not for the rich and powerful, but for the common and ordinary person. Jesus looks at the father and says, I, I like that idea. And the father says, son, because you are all God, you're going to have some special powers when, as a kid. For example, when your mom brings you vegetables, you could turn that into ice cream if you wanted to. When your mom says you got to take a bath, you could actually part the waters of the bath and not take the bath. Let me tell you, son, just obey your parents. If they give you the broccoli, eat the broccoli. If they make you take a bath, take that bath. Just obey your mom and your stepdad. You're going to go to school and you'll probably get good grades and other kids may not like you or may be jealous of you and people in the neighborhood, it's such a small neighborhood, they're going to know that your mom got pregnant before she was married and it's going to be a little bit scandalous in the neighborhood. It's going to be the telenovela that keeps on going, talking about all the moms are going to be talking about it behind your mom's back and in fact, some of them may say things to kids in their own home and they're going to make fun of you. They may mock you. They may call you names but, re- but, but remember... I'm right there with you the whole time. Don't take it personal. You know, as you get older, your dad, your stepdad's going to train you in his trade of a carpenter. You're going to learn how to handle and carve wood and make items out of wood. And, and through this, you'll be able to exercise the creativity that we have. And that's such a part, an integral part of my nature. You won't make a lot of money, but you'll do it out of service for your family and to those in your community. You're going to start a public ministry. And in fact, your first miracle, your first public showing is going to be to turn water into wine. And for many years, son, they're going to debate why was that the one? And we're going to mess with them a little bit. There's really no real theological reason for doing this. We just want to show people that we like to have a good party. And we're going to turn water into wine. It's going to be awesome. You're going to heal blind eyes. You're going to cure diseases. You're going to open deaf ears and people will hate you for it. They won't understand. They'll criticize you and call you a hypocrite and a drunkard and accuse you of blasphemy. Let me tell you, son, don't take it personal. Remember why we're there. We're there not to shout our love from the heavens, but to show them our love. You're going to love those that the religious system rejects. And through this, you'll remind people and help people understand that love is not what we do. It is who we are. Don't take it personal, son. Remember why you're there. They've lost their way and have bought into so many lies. They're lost. They're hurting. And hurt people hurt people. Remember this, son, and show them our love anyway. In fact, The devil is going to attack you as well with lies. Fight him with my words. And remember, I'm with you always. Son, let me help you understand this, son. It's going to get bad, but then it'll get even worse. You'll have some friends who will stay with you faithfully until it gets too difficult. Peter. One of your favorites is going to deny that he even knows you 
when you need him the most. A guy named Judas, whom you will have served and loved with with our love, is going to betray you and lead the authorities of the city to have you arrested for no reason. Son, show them our love. Even though they'll desert you, I'm still there. There's going to be a moment in a garden where you and I will talk to each other. And because you are all God and all man, you will know what's about to happen, but there will be some fear that takes over your heart because you're all man. You will ask me to take the burden away, and it will be so agonizing that your sweat will look like blood. And you're going to ask me, Dad, is there another way to do this? And I'm going to have to remind you that this is the only way to bring them back to us. That you are the unblemished, sinless, blameless lamb who will need to be sacrificed in order to bring our relationship with mankind back into order. I'll have to remind you that sin breaks relationships. It breaks our relationship with man and that blood must be shed in order to reestablish a broken relationship. But you will be the last sacrificed, the purest blood shed for the redemption of mankind. And it's going to be agonizing and painful emotionally. But I am with you. They're going to come and arrest you and falsely accuse you. And they're going to spit on you and flog you 39 times and put a crown of thorns on you and mock you. The same people who had celebrated some of your miracles will turn on you. And you will still show them our love because I will be with you. At this point, the son is listening to the father and cannot believe didn't really realize it was going to be this big, this much of a cost. Son, they're going to stretch out your hands onto a wooden plank, a cross. Son, they're going to nail you to it. And when you scream in agony, I want you to think about the people that are there. I want you to remember their lostness and confusion and their paralyzing fear. They're going to lift you up and say horrible things about me, and at any time you can call a legion of angels to get you out of the mess, and they'll respond to your authority. But remember not to do that, because we have a greater mission here, and that is to show them our love. And I will be with you, son, until I can't. Jesus pauses the conversation. What? What are you talking about? How will you not be with me? This whole time you're saying that you're going to be with me. And, and this, the father tells the son, yeah, you know, you need to remember who we are. We can have nothing to do with sin. We're too holy. And on that cross, you will be taking on yourself the burden of sin. In fact, you will become sin itself. And we are so holy that we cannot be around that. And so in that moment, you will scream, but I won't be there. And this will be the darkest and most difficult moment of your whole life experience on earth. And the sun starts to tear up a little bit. But son, remember, stay the course. Stay the course. Our mission is greater. Our mission is greater than your pain that you'll experience in that moment. 
You will give up your life and the whole earth will shake. But son, they're not ready for this. Three days later, when some women come to check the tomb, you won't be there. You'll be alive. You'll be eating with your friends. You'll restore Peter back into a right relationship with you. You will accomplish what we have been sent to do. And then a voice appears, and it's the Holy Spirit. And he says, well, what about me? When do I, when do I get to come? And Jesus, as he's listening to all of this, the Father's telling them, he says, oh, Spirit, I'm going to tell them all about you. I'm going to let them know that you will be arriving after my departure. In fact, you're going to live within them. One of my guys, John, is going to say it this way. If you love me, because I'm going to tell him this. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. And Jesus tells the Father, before I come back, Dad, I'm I'm going to need to remind them and give them some instruction. Can I do that? And the Father says, absolutely. And Matthew recorded it saying, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son of the Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I am with you always. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm not done with you. I have a purpose for you in the waiting of the storm, in the despair of the valley, in the confusion of the wilderness, even in the joy of the mountaintop. I am with you always. So, son, are you ready? Will you be able to do this? Let's review. What's your mission? Well, I'm going to bring them life and life to the full, Dad. Who are you going for? Well, I'm not going for the righteous, but for sinners. Not the healthy, but I'm going to go for the sick. Why are you going, son? Because, Dad, they're lost sheep. They're confused. They're afraid. They need a shepherd, and I am that good shepherd. I'm that shepherd that lays down his life for the sheep. I'm going to show them our love. Because we're not going to shout our love from heaven. Instead, we're going there to show them our love. Because love is not what we do. Love is who we are. And she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That in the pain, he heals. In the confusion, he provides clarity. In the suffering, he will give the comfort. Through the fear, he provides the courage. In our weaknesses, he is our strength. In the storm, he is right beside us. In the valley of life, he is faithful. In the wilderness, he whispers to us. In our darkness, he is our light. Jesus, Messiah, our Emmanuel, God with us.
Let's pray. Our Father, we come before you in complete humility and worship that you would become flesh, that Jesus would lay down his life for us in our confusion, in our fears, in our angers, in our darkness, and give us a chance to know you, that we would have a relationship with you, our Father, through Jesus Christ. And as we take the bread that symbolizes his body and and the cup that symbolizes his blood, that we would remember that you could have shouted your love from the heavens, but instead you chose to show us your love on earth by laying down your life and that you are with us always. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Greater Long Beach Podcast. For more information about our church, please visit greaterlongbeachchurch.com. 